Hi, I'm Kat, grassroots marketer turned brand builder. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever. Your weekly dose of not so nice, but oh so clever advice and actionable strategies to grow your mind, brand, and bank account beyond your wildest dreams. Free of charge. You're welcome. So grab your notebook and let's get to it. In today's episode, we're covering the one channel we see all entrepreneurs sleeping on ever since social media came on the scene, email marketing. It is still considered to this day, even with TikTok, even with Be Real, even with Gas, from baby boomers to millennials to Gen Z, the most personalized form of communication outside of a text message. So let's dive in. So every time there's an algorithm update, we see everyone lose their shit because it reminds them that they don't actually own the relationship that they're building on social media platforms. But what can you own? Your email list. Look, folks, social media is always changing. It's been around long enough for us to know that. So at this point, if you aren't expecting the unexpected, you're just being silly and not learning from history. And honestly, we like to share the analogy of it's like paying rent for your digital presence. We want to find ways to convert that rent into ownership. Even though you don't own your presence on these social media platforms, there are ways that you can leverage it and convert it into other platforms where you do own the relationship. So while Candace and I are both huge proponents of social We know that the goal is to actually get people off of social. You can feel free to rewind and play that again. We want people discovering us on social, but building deep relationships, not just on, but also off social. We want them to hop on calls with us. We want to meet with them in person. We want them in your database for long-term nurturing, full circle omnipresence that nobody can take away from you, not even Zuckerberg or Mazzari. So where do you start when it comes to building a email list? It starts by choosing a platform. So Kat and I, we both use Flowdesk because it combines ease of user experience with like really beautiful, customizable, aesthetic email templates and just enough analytics to make us dangerous. We like being dangerous. We love it. But really any platform will work for you. So just pick one that you'll actually use and stick with it for a minimum of six months because people often jump from platform to platform because they feel like it's the platform's problem. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's just that we're not giving ourselves enough time to get used to the features of the platform and how to use it. So we both use Flowdesk, but we know that there's a lot of other options for you. It's not time to be a commitment phobe when it comes to choosing (laughs) a platform. Just go for it. Choose one. Also, a lot of real estate agents use Constant Contact, MailChimp. Sometimes your CRM has email marketing built into it that you can use. So the first thing is pick a platform. And commit to it, folks. Like Candace said, this isn't time to be skittish. This isn't time to overthink. This is the time to commit and be consistent. And so now that you know where you're starting with a platform, we know the next question on your mind is like, okay, but how do I get that mythical first subscriber? And then also like every 12 and 20 and 200 after that. And what do we always say, Candice? You need to understand your audience and start by providing a really easy to digest downloadable value add, aka a lead magnet, right? 
a lead magnet, a digital download. Like we use a lot of terms to describe what this is, but essentially it's something with a really great title that your audience absolutely wants and needs. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about some different examples of lead magnets that you can offer that'll help you grow your email list. So one that I used a few months ago, I wanted to get more consistent on social. Sound familiar, everyone? And I knew that video was the quickest and easiest way to build trust with my audience. We know that, right, Candice, as experts? And which is why we advise a lot of our clients to create video content, to create reels, to create TikToks. However, those are still edited to some extent at the end of the day. And so an even quicker way to build trust is to just rip the bandaid off and go live. So I made the commitment to go live every single day in a given month for 30 days. And it was funny, people didn't start paying attention to me going live until around the two week mark, which just shows and proves our point even more of the importance of being consistent. And then at the end of the month, my last day of going live, I didn't talk about any like particular subject of expertise but I did an audit of the analysis of the effect of going live consistently every day for 30 days. And one of my biggest takeaways was I grew my account 450% in 30 days using a free means and just by making a promise and keeping that promise to myself. And so I had a lot of my audience asking, well, what did you talk about? How did you know what to go live about? What time did you go live? So what did I do, Candice? Made a lead magnet? I did. their questions? I created a calendar with 30 days of live prompts. And I said, hey, this was how I grew my account 450% over the last 30 days. If that growth is attractive and sexy to you, download this, use my prompts, tag me in your lives, and let's see what the results are. And that was one of my most successful lead magnets to date. And I created it from something I was already doing too. So it wasn't hard. Yeah. Another thing that people ask me all the time is, Hey, what type of equipment do I need to be a content creator? If I want to start creating content, what kind of equipment do I need? And so right now what I'm working on is creating a lead magnet. That's like the top 10 things you need to do to get started with content creation. And of course I'm putting all of my favorite pieces of equipment, like, you know, tripods and the little magnet mount that I have in my car and a microphone, that kind of thing. And also, because why not? They're linked to my Amazon store. So if they purchase from the download, I also get a little bit of a percentage there. But the real draw here is that it's answering the questions that I get from my clients all the time and from my audience all the time. What equipment do I need? Listing out the top 10 things you need. They download it. They give me their email address. And I could also probably make some money on my Amazon links. (laughs) Boom, like win-win for everyone, right? So that is something that people will easily want to download and grab. And it's a really easy way to grow my email list. And something that came to mind as you were talking, Candice, you talked about how this is a question you get asked often. And Mm -hmm. I know typically when business people or companies get a question asked often, they turn it into an FAQ. So think of this, like if you get something asked more than five times by your audience, don't just consider it as an FAQ, but make a lead magnet out of it. Because if one person has a question, if five people have the question, I guarantee you more people do, and it's going to be attractive 
to share online because it solves a problem and people love free. And so that is really where you can start. What's a question you get asked multiple times a week? That's the subject and solution of your next lead magnet. A lot of times we have lead magnets like hiding in our Google Drive that we don't even realize we have. So sometimes I create things for clients, like I created a a little outline of what should go in your Instagram bio for one specific client. And then when I was done with that, I was like, anyone could use this. So I could just literally copy and paste it, put it in a Canva template and use that as a digital download, five things to think about in your Instagram bio. That is also a way that you can, you know, use work that you've already done, things you've already created, maybe for individual clients that you can broaden up and let more people see. All right. So we've shared a few lead magnet ideas to get the ball rolling, but now we need to understand how to leverage those lead magnets to growing our list. And this is something that Candace and I see so often. People think that there's only one way to promote a lead magnet. But legitimately, wherever you're showing up and speaking is an opportunity for you to market and share that lead magnet. So Candice, you've made so many lead magnets. What are some of your favorite ways that you've seen the most amount of momentum in helping build your email list? I love talking about my downloads in my Instagram stories. That's so easy. And a lot of times my questions are coming in to my DMs anyways. So I know those people are watching my Instagram stories and I'm talking about my lead magnet there. And I probably do it a couple times a month. Like if I'm trying to consistently grow my list a couple times a month, I'll go on there and be like, Hey, just a reminder, if you haven't grabbed this, you can grab it right now, link in my bio, um, and talk about what it is and the benefits that they will get from grabbing it. A missed opportunity though, Kat, is mm, tell us. Yes, I spoke at an event at the California Association of Realtors a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. And this was just like I just got excited at the end, and I just didn't click over to my last <laughs> slide, which dumb, but I didn't. Of course, but yeah. And I had a QR code that would have taken them to a digital download, a freebie. Uh huh. On that last slide, but I was just like hyped up, and I just yeah. didn't click. And I was like, dang, that is such a missed opportunity. I might have put that on the front end next time. On the front end say, Hey, I'm going to give you lots of great tips today. And if you want to grab the download, here it is QR code in the beginning. So I could have had 250 people added to my list that day. I love that. I love that you're making it a lesson. You're not going to repeat the mistake. A lesson learned. No, exactly. And you're tweaking. So now the next time that you and I are speaking, because we literally were just brainstorming our next workshop that we're going to be speaking at in New York next month. I feel like we need to put the QR code at the beginning for the value put add. Put the QR code at the beginning. So yeah, grab their email address in the beginning. Because that day I got a ton of new followers. Right, I remember that. But mm-hmm. I could have grown my email list as well. And so thinking about every time that you are in front of people, if you you know, are speaking on a panel, if you're speaking in front of even the people at your brokerage, it doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. Give them the opportunity to grab that freebie and begin to grow your list. Mm -hmm. And why, folks? Because clever girls and boys don't apologize for speaking up over and over and over again when they have something of value to say. You are answering a question, solving a problem that a lot of people have. And I'm sorry, now that you're aware that that problem exists, 
You have the ability to solve it. You have the responsibility to solve it. So get the fuck out of your own way and just start sharing it. As Sarah Dan would say, you're fucking welcome that I created this download for you. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to be upset or like you don't have to feel bad about asking for someone's email address if you are exchanging value. Yes, period. Love it. So many different ways to leverage lead magnets in stories like Candace said. That's also one of my personal favorites in a link in bio. So I use the app Unfold to design a branded kind of bio site. And, you know, I've got one option in there. The name of it is how I grew my following 450% in 30 days. I don't even have the name of the lead magnet. I have the sexy name, the result, right? Super sexy. Yeah. On your website, in Reels and TikToks, in your newsletter. I love to make a TikTok that Mm. says, hey, three things that I absolutely have to have as a content creator. Give Mm -hmm. them the three things and say, hey, if you want the other seven, you can grab my download. Here it is. So smart. You show them a little, you tease Mm -hmm. them a little, but then they have to give something in return to see the full thing. Yep. I've done that before. That's worked really well on TikTok specifically. Mm Mm-hmm. And, oh, I love my stand store. Ah, Y'all, if you want an easy link in bio that does a lot of the work for you, I can sell digital downloads in my stand store really easy. They got the backend tech just solid. And I can also get email addresses for lead magnets in my stand store. So check out Stan, S-T-A-N, if you want a link in bio that really does a lot of the tech work for you and is still really aesthetic and easy to use. Thank you for that reminder, Candice, because I'm in the process of setting mine up now and I just connected it to Stripe and it's so beautiful and they have really helpful nurture campaigns where they're like, here's how to make your first, you know, money on stand and your mm-hmm. ideas to create. And so it's very, very helpful and very easy, very easy. So easy and ease of use is huge. Really important, I think. Yep. Yeah. We don't have time to be confused and overcomplicate right. things and overthink. That's that's a waste of our time. So you kind of already touched on this, Candace, when you were at your prior speaking event, but I don't think people understand, even though lead magnets are a way to build your list and they are typically digital always, you can still grow your list in person at events. Right. So I know you're a boss in hosting events and leveraging that to create email list. So share the secrets with the people. Prior to COVID, I hosted many events mm. and it was a great way for me to grow my email list. So I used to host women's networking events in Las Vegas with my bestie, Corey, and we would put our event on Eventbrite. So women's networking event, it happened at the same, you know, what, like every third Thursday or something like that. And people can count on the event. They knew we were the hosts. They would register on Eventbrite. And everyone who registered had the option to be on our email list. Since they valued the event so much and wanted to learn about the next one, they wanted to be on the email list. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really simple way to grow our list because we were consistent with the event. They knew us. They registered. And the beautiful thing about it is it was a free event. And even if the person didn't actually come, Mm -hmm. we still had their email address. Gold. Right? So for the rest of their life, until they unsubscribe, which hopefully is never, I get to email. (laughs) Or get a new email. (laughs) Yeah, market to them. (laughs) 
because I also know they basically raised their hand and said that they're interested in the things I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. And because of that, now they're on my list. So they are the right people, women who want to network with other women, likely business owners. I want those people on my list. So Mm -hmm. hosting events, being the leader of something can be a great way to do that. And I know someone is like, oh yeah, Candice, easy for you, right? No, not easy for me. I had no followers. I was a teacher. Like there was nothing exciting about me as a, <laughs> as a person. I just decided to do this and committed. And it allowed me to grow my email list, you know, before I even really started on social media. Mm-hmm. So host events, y'all. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to cost a lot of money. They don't. Mine, literally, I didn't pay for anything. I think I paid for a photographer. But besides that, I didn't pay like for the space because we partnered with a restaurant who Mm -hmm. was slow on a Tuesday and was so grateful to just have a group of women who would come there. Mm -hmm. So get creative. All the little excuses you're making in your mind right now are untrue. They're not true. Burn them, please. Yep. And one thing that I love, Candice, as you were sharing all this, at no point is the process that you described in growing your email list manual. You weren't standing there at your event, hoping everyone showed up with a clipboard that was going to just sit on your desk and collect dust because you forgot to add it into your email platform. You know, I might have. I might have on the first one. I'm not sure, but I might have. But I figured it out and I'm helping everyone who's listening right now. But you learned, you adapt. Yeah, exactly. Learn from clipboard Candice people. It does. It's not, (laughs) it's not sexy. Manual in this case is a dirty word. Okay. It is, yes. We're about leverage. Use yeah. technology. It's there, people. We are all <laughs> about leverage. Yep. We are. And Eventbrite is actually another um, of my favorite platforms because mm-hmm. you can connect with a lot of cool groups on Eventbrite, groups that host things regularly. Mm-hmm. Basically, they make your event searchable. So Eventbrite is a super cool tool to use, I think. We love searchable. We love SEO. We do. We love platforms that help us do more business. All right. So our last point that we want to cover here, and I think it's really important because even though it's not tactical and it's not tangible, like a lot of the insights that Candace and I have shared, it's a really important point on your mindset when it comes to building your email list. Because Candace and I do not give you permission to expect people to want to be on your newsletter. Nobody wants your newsletter, people. Nobody. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Their inboxes are full of things that they're trying to unsubscribe from. Mm -hmm. They don't just naturally want your newsletter. You have to make it appealing to them and Mm -hmm. you have to give them that value up front. Yes. They're likely not going to opt into the newsletter, but they will opt into that sexy digital download about how to grow your Instagram or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be on your email list. And also, this is something that we see people just starting out or even people when they start to hit a certain plateau in their business, they're like, what do you think about purchasing lists? Candice, I'm sorry, last I checked, do you have a price tag? Uh, No. No, I don't either. Neither do the people in your audience. Neither do strangers stop trying to shortcut and put a price tag on people. You can't purchase loyalty. You can't purchase that. No. And the thing that 
I've mentioned earlier, as far as events, when I was hosting women's networking events, I knew it was going to be women who were likely business owners who also wanted to grow their networks, who wanted to connect. Like that really mattered to those women. So I knew I was building a list of people who had similar values. When you Mm -hmm. purchase an email list, who knows who's on there? It's never the right people. You have no idea, no idea what you're getting. That's how you get those angry emails. That's how you get put on the spam list. That's how you get punished because people are like, I did not give you permission. Where did you get this? I don't know you. I don't like you. I don't trust you. And that not only damages your brand, but it damages your opportunity to build real relationships and build a sustainable business. At Not Nice Clover, we're just really all about organically connecting with human Mm -hmm. beings. It's really about relationship building. And just like Kat said, there's no shortcut to that. No. And here is a statistic that we do want to leave you with, right? I know we beat you up a little bit on, you know, not purchasing, (laughs) not purchasing lists, but that's what we're here for, folks. We give it to you straight. So according to Constant Contact, the ROI, return on investment, of a single email address is 42 to 1. So for every dollar that you invest, whether that's in the form of a monetary investment or your time or your energy, you get out 42 times that return. And that doesn't happen overnight, but this is really a quantifiable demonstration of the result of the strength of those relationships that you build over time and the time that you invest. Compare that to, for my folks who have invested in paid advertising or pay-per-click, you'll know what these numbers look like. Typical return on investment of a paid ad is three to one. You can pay, but it won't return. Of course, email is so much more powerful because it's built, like Candace said, in an organic way, treating people as humans, building relationships through shared values, through offering value, forgiving before ever expecting to receive anything in return. So the key takeaway today is a journey of a thousand miles begins with your first subscriber. And since we're shameless here, (laughs) if you found value in today's podcast, subscribe to receive our Not Nice Clever monthly roundup. And don't forget to share with all your friends who have the same damn boring call to action for their newsletters. Sorry, not sorry. You got to add value and people will be excited to exchange their email address for that value. So subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, You can do that at notniceclever.com and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice Clever. Remember to follow our podcast wherever you listen to audio and head to www.notniceclever.com to connect for more. Drop a question. We'll shoot you an answer. We're not gatekeepers here. Signing off. You're not so nice, but oh so clever besties that mean business. See you next week.